Hey ladies, it's Bridget Todd here. As women, we put our hearts into everything. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month, and it's time to focus on our heart health. Release the Pressure wants to help Black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. During High Blood Pressure Education Month, let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. That's iHeartRadio.com RTP. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hi, it's Bridget Todd, host of There Are No Girls on the Internet. Listen, technology has made our lives easier in some ways, but it's also made us homebodies, scrolling mindlessly. Well, you get the point. Let Rails to Trails Conservancy unstick you from home. When you get out on a trail and get to walking, you'll feel so good. Trust me. You'll see that being out on the trail is so much more than a day outside. It's good for your soul. Get ideas for getting outside on the trail from Rails to Trails Conservancy, the nation's largest trails, walking, and biking advocacy organization. Visit railstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. One of my favorite conversations I've ever had on There Are No Girls on the Internet is with a writer who was targeted and harassed online about how she continues to stay safe while doing visible work on the internet. Without missing a beat, she said, anybody worried about online harassment should sign up for Delete Me. I signed up for Delete Me right then and there, and I personally recommend it to anyone. Sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. Now at a special discount for our listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and use promo code nogirls at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and enter code nogirls at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash nogirls, code nogirls. There Are No Girls on the Internet is a production of iHeartRadio and Unbossed Creative. I'm Bridget Todd, and this is There Are No Girls on the Internet. If you want to support the podcast, check out our brand new merch store at tangoti.com slash store. That's T-A-N-G-O-T-I dot com slash store. So we'll be back for our brand new regular season starting on March 1st. But I wanted to jump on the mic and shamelessly use this podcast as an excuse to talk about one of my favorite guilty pleasures, Sex in the City. So quick spoiler alert, there's going to be mild spoilers for the first two episodes of the new Sex and the City reboot and Just Like That. So I just finished watching the Sex and the City reboot and Just Like That. And back when I first started it, I couldn't figure out 
what exactly was going on with the character of Miranda? Why did they make her so different than she had been in the original show? And as a tech podcaster, I couldn't help but wonder why they went out of their way to make her so afraid of technology. Seriously, think back to the original show. Miranda was a techie. She was online before any of her friends, and she was constantly on her BlackBerry. Actually, the first time that I ever even heard of TiVo, which was what we had as DVRs back in the day, was because Miranda was obsessed with it. It wasn't until I saw a TikTok from Shannon McNamara pointing this out that it really struck me. So Shannon has an amazing podcast called Fluently Forward, where she breaks down all the latest celebrity gossip, specifically blind items. And after watching episode two of And Just Like That, Shannon and I sat down to discuss. My name is Shannon McNamara, and God, title, I don't know, I guess I'm a TikToker and podcaster, even though it sounds kind of weird to describe yourself as that. I think of you as a, t- a TikToker podcaster as the okay. title I think of for you. <laughs> um, so really, you are this expert in pop culture, celebrity, and what we call blind items. Can you give our listeners who maybe don't know what a blind item is, just a rundown of like, what is a blind item? Yeah, a blind item is basically a bunch of well-connected people in the celebrity world who are kind of spilling tea that you might not know about different celebrities. But in order to not get sued for defamation or slander, they wrap it all up in a riddle. So you kind of have to figure out who they're talking about. Um, So it's like a fun way to engage the mind, but also get salacious celebrity gossip. And I'd say about 50% of the blind items that you read do end up coming true. So it's like a fun little reward to have people come back and keep reading them. Yeah. How did you become someone who was so fluent in blind items? Like, how did you come to... to engage with them so much. Yeah, to be honest, I just I feel like we've all been here before where you're working at a job that you just really do not like. And I had a job in California where, you know, I would have all these extra hours that I would have to stay in the office. So I started just hopping around different websites. And when I discovered websites with blind items, it was just like the perfect rabbit hole. Like everyone's experience with blind items is that you read one and then you become obsessed because you kind of start to learn the language of who they're talking about. So it was a fun way to get like juicy drama, but also kind of feel like you're accomplishing something when you read them. I know that some of the criticisms about following blind items are people who are like, oh, it's essentially like celebrity fan fiction or like they are conspiracy theories. What do you think about the idea that like blind items can be harmful? Yeah, well, it's interesting. The The actual owner of Crazy Days and Nights um, has talked about this a bit before, and he said he thinks blind items are fine because once they make it to him, they're kind of local knowledge within Hollywood. And I feel like we see that a lot, right? Like with everything going on with Harvey Weinstein, the minute it came out, everyone was like, oh, it's an open secret. So if it's a blind item, there's already, you know, thousands of people in Hollywood that I feel like know this information. Of course, some of them are fan fiction. Like you have to read everything on the internet with a grain of salt, I will get so many DMs of people being like, I read this blind item and it's true and now I need to cancel this person. And I'm like, oh my God, don't do that. Just like take it as entertainment, run it through your own filter. Um, But that being said, like we do live in a crazy time where if I read a blind item years ago about Army Hammer wanting to be a cannibal and eat women, I would be like, oh my God, that's insane fan fiction. But like sometimes these things turn out to be true. So we do live in a crazy world like you know, take it all with a grain of salt. But also some of these things happen. I'm a big believer in the power of things like whisper networks or, Mm. you know, that like these things, when we dismiss them as always incorrect, I feel that um, 
it really discounts the times where like, well, no, this was this was actually accurate. And like, yeah, maybe it did seem far fetched when you heard it. But now it's act- now it's common knowledge. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's good to flex that muscle, at least of like just researching something. Right. Like if a bunch of websites have been saying one thing about a celebrity for years, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. So it's at least worth looking into. It's not worth spamming their DMs and saying that they're a monster, but like, you know, just do your research and see what's going to come true. Yeah. I mean, and another, so one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you today was your really deep, uh, deep dive into blind items around sex in the city. And then Mm. your sort of reaction to it. Um, What were your initial thoughts about the, uh, and just like that reboot of sex in the city? Oh my God. So, I mean, sex in the city is one of my favorite shows and I feel like it is for so many people. Like it just hit on, you know, it, it was a cultural phenomenon for a reason. Like it's funny, it's witty, it's quick. It has Four relationships with girls, which, by the way, I think if you're going to make any successful TV show, having four women as the main leads, like you see that in Pretty Little Liars, you see that, I mean, they're men, but you see that in New Girl, you see that in um, Big Little Lies. I feel like it's a great setup, but it just meant so much to people. And also, since the show ended, you've kind of seen what all of these actresses did, right? Like, so Cynthia Nixon went the political route. Sarah Jessica Parker went the fashion route. Kim Cattrall kind of removed herself from the scene. Nobody knew what was happening with Kristen Davis. So I do think everyone says there was no need for the show to come back. But I think people were curious about, like, you know, what happens afterwards. And especially the feud with Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker, I think that made everybody really curious to see kind of who was quote unquote, like right in that feud. In case you don't know, even though Sam Jones and Carrie Bradshaw were BFFs on the show, Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker, the actors who portrayed them on Sex and the City, had a lot of bad blood behind the scenes. There's accusations of exploitation and bullying and people being iced out. And when Kim Cattrall's brother tragically passed away, Sarah Jessica Parker sent her flowers. And Kim responded on Instagram, saying to Sarah Jessica Parker, you are not my friend, you are not my family, and I don't need your love and support at this tragic time. Ouch. Now, if you've seen the second episode of And Just Like That, you'll know this actually mirrors a plot line on the series. When Carrie's husband Big suddenly dies, Samantha, who has since moved away and stopped talking to Carrie, still sends flowers. I followed that feud pretty closely. And I think, yeah. you know, in, t- in thinking about some of the aspects of the reboot that I didn't really like, I thought it was a little bit tacky Ugh, that, so tacky. you know, the, the plot line where Samantha sends flowers when Carrie's, uh, when, when Big dies, knowing how that mirrored their real life feud, mm-hmm. I thought was a little like, like using the platform of Sex and the City to push this feud into, uh, into the audience. I thought that was a l- I didn't really love that. Me neither. And I had been kind of like, I didn't really know where I stood on the feud because I was like, you know, I love Kim Cattrall and I love Samantha, but, you know, everyone sides with Sarah Jessica Parker and she does seem so polite and well put together in interviews. And I remember there was this quote she had where Sarah Jessica Parker said that on her lock screen on her phone, it just says grace. And she looks at that every time before she speaks publicly because she wants to handle everything she does in the public with grace. And I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe they're both right in this. You know, there's two sides to every story. Maybe Sarah Jessica Parker is in the right. And then once they dropped the first two episodes of the show, I was like, you know what? I'm on Kim Cattrall's side because (laughs) the way you handled that was not with grace, talking about money problems, talking about death. Like it was just to me, it was just like egregious. 
it, I thought the same thing. And I felt like it was, comp- it, it was not only was it egregious, it felt like lazy writing because yeah. I don't think that Sam Jones would no. ever, like she has stood by her friends through so many things. I don't think that she would fall out with Carrie over money. Yeah. It seemed to be yeah. creating this, this, version of the characters that we had never seen before yes like complete fantasy and i think that's why so many people were upset and also samantha was the one person who her friends meant more to her than anyone because she didn't have a partner you know it would make more sense for miranda to drop them because she's busy with her family or you know charlotte to kind of ghost out but samantha viewed her friendships as like her family so it just the whole thing makes no sense let's take a quick break Hey ladies, it's Bridget Todd here. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month. It is crucial for us, especially as Black women, to focus on our heart health. We pour our heart and soul into every aspect of our lives, but often our own health takes a backseat. That's where Release the Pressure comes in. It's all about us, Black women, seeing self-care as an essential act of self-preservation. Whether it's for yourself, your family, or your community, your health is invaluable. Let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Here's how you can join in. Head to iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. Let's make our health a priority. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP today. Together, we can make a difference in our health and our lives. Join us and let's take care of our hearts together. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. So in 2024, one of my goals is to finally get serious about my finances. It's been kind of a big emotional thing for me. Thinking about money historically has caused me a lot of anxiety and stress because I have a lot of trauma related to money. And if you can relate, if that sounds like you, check out Fearless Finance. Fearless Finance provides on-demand comprehensive financial planning by the hour. It's a new way to get financial advice without all the headaches, high fees, and commitments that come with traditional financial advisors. Fearless finance planners don't sell anything. No used car salesman vibe here. And that means no concerns about being sold something just for the commission that it earns a rep. Their planners meet you where you are on your financial journey. No judgment, whether you're looking to buy a house, optimize your savings, or just want to make sure your finances are okay. They can answer your questions and help you achieve your goals. No question is too small. No problem is too big. Fearless Finance is making financial advice more affordable and accessible. You meet with your planner virtually, and they charge by the hour. Visit fearlessfinance.com today to get started. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit. And you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use code GIRLS. Hi, it's Bridget Todd, host of There Are No Girls on the Internet, 
Listen, technology has made our lives easier in some ways, but it's also made us homebodies, scrolling mindlessly. Well, you get the point. Let Rails to Trails Conservancy unstick you from home. When you get out on a trail and get to walking, you'll feel so good. Trust me. You'll see that being out on the trail is so much more than a day outside. It's good for your soul. Get ideas for getting outside on the trail from Rails to Trails Conservancy, the nation's largest trails, walking, and biking advocacy organization. Visit railstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. And we're back. On Just Like That, you'll barely even recognize Miranda. She can't read on a Kindle. She can't figure out podcasts. It's completely out of step with a tech-forward, no-nonsense woman that viewers like me fell in love with on the original series. Let's get into Miranda, because I feel that of all the characters, so a lot of the characters seem completely out of step with who they were in the OG series, but mm-hmm. almost nobody quite so much as Miranda. And, you know, when I watched the first two episodes, I couldn't quite put my finger on some of the things, like, I, like Miranda was the most clear in her ideology as a feminist, as an independent woman, as what that meant to be an independent woman in your 40s doing things on your own. Um, Watching this version of her now, who is this fumbling boomer, who is like fumbling everything, I did not recognize this woman. And it wasn't until I watched your TikTok where I was like, oh, yeah, they also really reinvent Miranda's relationship with technology. Mm -hmm. And, you know, can, can you give us some examples of Miranda's relationship to technology in the original series? Yeah. So, I mean, Miranda was one of those characters in the original series who, like, nobody wanted to say they were a Miranda, but you so closely identified with her. And she was just obsessed with technology. Like, she had so many funny storylines about being obsessed with TiVo, wanting to go home to what her uh, TV was recording. Um, She was just on the cutting edge. Like, she always had her Blackberry with her when her and Steve went to their honeymoon in the cabin, she was like, it's too quiet. Like, I need my gadgets. I need my internet, things like that. She was the one who helped Carrie get online. She was the one that I think um, in one of the movies when they're traveling, she wants to make sure that the place has Wi-Fi because she has to be checking her email. She was even getting LASIK procedures. Like, she was on top of everything. And then now in this new series, she's like, I can't get into podcasts. I would never touch a Kindle. I, I like the way that the pages turn on a book. And I'm like, you, I've never even seen you read a book for any episode of the series. You're watching TiVo and you're on your BlackBerry. So it just felt like it wasn't like they were taking a personality trait of hers and then making it larger. They just completely switched. It was like a black and white change. And it just felt like a disservice to the character. I completely agree. And your TikTok really helped crystallize that for me. And I also think, first of all, Miranda would fuck with podcasts. She would yes. be listening to NPR. She would have a, a, a tote bag for NPR. She would be, re- she, she is someone who would really like podcasts. And, you know, you go back to talking about some of the ways that Miranda had this, this relationship with technology in the original show. Keep in mind that we're going back to like the late 90s, right? Yeah. So like, I remember the first time I had ever heard of TiVo was because Miranda wanted to watch her like British soap operas on mm-hmm. TiVo. I had never heard of TiVo before, right? And like now it's ubiquitous, but it wasn't ubiquitous in like 1999. Yeah. Um, so she definitely was on the cutting edge. Another scene I remember is um, how she reacts when when they move to Brooklyn and Steve is like, oh, I finally hooked up the DSL. Yes. And she, you know, I mean, that's going back a while, you know, from, back from how we used to get online, but like she explodes in joy. She's so happy to have it. And, 
Yeah, it, 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 I, I, why do you think that they have decided to make her go in this complete different direction in terms of her relationship with technology? Yeah, well, it was interesting, the comments on that TikTok I made. One person said that, and I made another video about this, where I feel like Samantha was kind of the punching bag in the original series, where like, you know, in the, when they go to Abu Dhabi, she's like, you know, oh my God, I need my hormone pills. And I'm just like a raging mess of a woman. And like, if there was anything embarrassing that had to happen, they typically gave that scene to Samantha or Miranda. And now with Samantha gone, I feel like they need one of the characters to be like the bumbling mess where like funny things happen to them. And they're just so not with it. And that role kind of fell to Miranda Either that or like they want some sort of boomer Karen character. So they just force Miranda to be it. And a lot of people were saying it seems like Charlotte would actually be more suited for that role. And I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, I, I, that's kind of what I think. I believe that her in this new version of the show, Miranda's tech, like technophobia and her missteps when it comes to things like race relations are kind of linked. I feel like they're yeah. kind of making this point that, you know, when a when a middle-aged person is trying to be like woke or politically correct, that they're I think they're trying to demonstrate it as a kind of regression for a middle-aged woman. And I think that like her regression away from technology is sort of linked to that. I feel like they're trying to make a, a point about, you know, Miranda is really going backward and her inability to talk to like a black her black college professor mm-hmm. is linked to her inability to like read a kindle or understand podcasts like we're we're watching her like regress yes and it seems like miranda is aware because she's always been so like academia focused and things like that so it seems like she's aware of issues but she's just handling them wrong you know like she knows what a microaggression is but she's committing them all over the place and she knows that you need to be able to have an open relationship with your child about sex but instead she's just letting her son have sex in the house and not really talking to him about it so it's weird because it's like she's almost like she's missing the mark on everything but she knows that she's missing the mark so it's just it's painful to watch I'm like fast forwarding her scenes because Miranda used to be the character where like no matter what scene she's in you know she's going to handle herself well and now every time she comes on screen I'm like oh god like what's going to happen that's so true she was like the most relatable of the bunch yeah I felt like in a lot of ways she was kind of the stand-in for the audience of like she's gonna she's gonna handle herself she's not gonna get swept off into like Pollyanna land like Charlotte or you know you know make all the wrong choices like Carrie might like she like I, I felt like she knew like the audience knew that she reliably knew how to handle herself and watching her go the opposite direction in in the reboot is just like, yeah, sometimes it's hard to watch. Yes. Yeah. And it's funny because I think um, the rest of the characters are just coming off like so much better, you know, like I'm actually, I don't know, kind of jiving with Carrie this season when typically like Carrie was not my favorite person to watch on screen. Yeah, that's such a good point. Yeah. More after a quick break. Hey ladies, it's Bridget Todd here. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month. It is crucial for us, especially as Black women, to focus on our heart health. We pour our heart and soul into every aspect of our lives, but often our own health takes a back seat. That's where Release the Pressure comes in. It's all about us, Black women, seeing self-care as an essential act of self-preservation. Whether it's for yourself, your family, or your community, your health is invaluable. Let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Here's how you can join in. 
head to iHeartRadio.com slash RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. Let's make our health a priority. Visit iHeartRadio.com slash RTP today. Together, we can make a difference in our health and our lives. Join us and let's take care of our hearts together. So in 2024, one of my goals is to finally get serious about my finances. It's been kind of a big emotional thing for me. Thinking about money historically has caused me a lot of anxiety and stress because I have a lot of trauma related to money. And if you can relate, if that sounds like you, check out Fearless Finance. Fearless Finance provides on-demand, comprehensive financial planning by the hour. It's a new way to get financial advice without all the headaches, high fees, and commitments that come with traditional financial advisors. Fearless Finance planners don't sell anything. No used car salesman vibe here. And that means no concerns about being sold something just for the commission that it earns a rep. Their planners meet you where you are on your financial journey. No judgment. Whether you're looking to buy a house, optimize your savings, or just want to make sure your finances are okay, they can answer your questions and help you achieve your goals. No question is too small. No problem is too big. Fearless Finance is making financial advice more affordable and accessible. You meet with your planner virtually, and they charge by the hour. Visit fearlessfinance.com today to get started. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit. And you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use code GIRLS. Hi, it's Bridget Todd, host of There Are No Girls on the Internet. Listen, technology has made our lives easier in some ways, but it's also made us homebodies, scrolling mindlessly. Well, you get the point. Let Rails to Trails Conservancy unstick you from home. When you get out on a trail and get to walking, you'll feel so good. Trust me. You'll see that being out on the trail is so much more than a day outside. It's good for your soul. Get ideas for getting outside on the trail from Rails to Trails Conservancy, the nation's largest trails, walking, and biking advocacy organization. Visit railstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. Y'all know I love the internet, but a sad truth about it is that it can be a scary place, especially for women, people of color, and trans folks. We've talked to people on this podcast, whistleblowers, activists, and advocates who are making technology safer, who then become targets for doing that work. But the truth is, it can happen to any of us online. That's why I personally use and recommend Delete Me. Delete Me finds and removes any personal information you don't want online and makes sure it stays off. Sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special discount for our listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and use promo code nogirls at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and enter code nogirls at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash nogirls code nogirls. Let's get right back into it. Another thing I really appreciated about your TikTok is the way that you talk about how the sort of institution of sex in the city on its own was this kind of great thing because you got to under you got to see these like 30, 40, 50 something women dealing with sex and dating and work. And that's not something we really see a lot. You you we kind of have this assumption that once you're out of your 20s, women just like stop being sexual, stop having conversations about sex, stop thinking about sex. And we know that's not true. And this show really kind of reset that standard in a way that was really refreshing. And I guess that's one of the reasons why I'm so disappointed in the way that they have framed Miranda's relationship to technology, because I see them kind of linked, right? That we have a blanket misconception that folks in their 40s, 50s, 60s have no relationship to technology. It's just like not something in their life. And that's just not true. And I I guess I wish that we could see 
you know, the same way that we saw Miranda as this like cutting edge person involved in technology, I wish we could continue to develop what these women and their relationship to technology looks like into their 60s. I think that like, that's not something we see on screen a lot. And we have just kind of had this blanket assumption that it's, you know, they're not involved in technology, but we know that's not true because everybody is. Yeah. And I think that they're in this new reboot. It's just like, it's so odd. I feel like they're trying to touch on like a bingo card of like trending topics and like address it without doing a good job on it. And they're even looking at certain things like the idea that someone in their 50s, you know, is going to like Steve doesn't have any hearing whatsoever. And like Miranda doesn't know what a podcast is. I'm like, my parents are in their 60s and they're obsessed with podcasts. Like you're making it sound like it's something I just feel like you're putting boomers in like a negative light where it's like they're not these bumbling creatures. Sure, like some of them are. I don't think they know how to TikTok, but like these are still, you know, <laughs> these are still smart people. And then they're also talking about aging too, where they're talking about like, oh my God, can you believe that we're aging in our hair and things like that? It's like, you don't need to talk about it in every scene. Just be there. Look how you look. I feel like they're touching on these topics but they're talking about them in such a negative light and it's like this could have been a chance for you to not lean into the stereotypes you know yeah I think it really like turns it could have been a chance to really give an authentic nuanced depiction of what it's like to be an aging person in 2021 yeah. and instead they chose to lean into caricatures of what that might be like like a real yeah a real like stereotype stereotype driven caricature of somebody aging in 2021 and even in the original series they talked about things like aging and technology but they did it so much better then where samantha would be like yeah i get botox or you know i like to do things like this or yes you know i am 40 and i am still fabulous and i wear glasses but it's okay and without samantha there you just have like the negative nancy's bringing each other down there's no i don't know who in the show is now the empowered woman that I want to be like, because I look at all three of those ladies and I'm like, I don't think I'd want any of their lives. Samantha was the person who like, she's fabulous. She's living her life on her own terms and loving it. And yeah, looking at it now, I don't know who we're supposed to look at and say they're living their life on their own terms and loving it. Yes. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm sure that there's some sort of formula for shows where you have to have all the characters start in a bad place. So that way there's like things to overcome. And like, that's what moves the plot along. Um, but I don't know. Like, do all of them have to be down so bad? Like, couldn't one of them be, like, a role model and they take turns being cringe? I don't know. Yeah, that's another thing. The show was just, was the first two episodes, maybe it'll change, both just real bummers. Like, Yeah, and what were at- your thoughts on um, the Peloton thing? I oh was my like, they must, have, they must have some serious um, resentment with someone on there because the entire advertisement, I was like, I'm never working out again in my life. It, it was just such a negative endorsement. It was so this has been a big topic of conversation in our household because I'm obsessed with indoor cycling, even though I don't have a Peloton because I can't afford it. Um, But uh, it really like the scene where Miranda and Steve are talking in the closet and he's like, it was that bike. He should have never been on that bike. He was a fool to be on that bike. Like the way that they like really make it seem like the Peloton was the cause of his death and the real world impacts of that. Like Peloton shares dropped quickly. Mm -hmm. They put out that ad with big being like, Oh, I'm still alive. Um, I also feel like it really almost borders on like a little bit of like irresponsible information that like cardio causes (laughs) can cause your death. If you work out too hard, you're going to die. I was like, what? (laughs) And I think like, good for Peloton for putting out that ad where it's like, or that statement where it's like, well, 
big drank a lot. He ate steaks. He's he's smoking a cigar earlier in in that in a scene in that same episode. So like, let's not pretend it was the 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 occasional cardio that might have yeah. did him in. <laughs> yeah, and just for them to iron, it was like another thing too. Where why did it have to be? Peloton and there were so many aspects in the show they're talking about Peloton they're talking about um what was it uh COVID like different references to that I feel like a show is good if it can be timeless right like you could hop into any friends episode or any old sex in the city episode and it is what it is but this show just seems like it was made for the year 2022 and it was just made as a quick cash grab and I'm sure Kim Cattrall is sitting back having a glass of wine going thank god I chose not to be in this Yes. I mean, it's like universally being panned. And I think you're so right. It kind of reminds me of like, if you ever watch BoJack Horseman, those flashback Uh. episodes where it's like, this is a show. This is a song about the '90s because this is an episode about the '90s. Like, yes, Alanis Morissette, grunge, plaid. You know? <laughs> like, that's what I feel like I'm watching. Like, just a mishmash of like things we remember from 2021: COVID, mm-hmm. mass, Peloton, you know, um, wokeness. You know, yeah, all of these different things. Yeah. So, my last question for you is: as a podcaster. What do you what do you think about Carrie as a podcast host? How does this how does this sit with you? Here's the thing. I think when I look back on the show, and I'm sure, you know, how much of it is Carrie versus how much of it is the writers of the show, but Carrie is really fucking funny in the show. And like so is Samantha. The lines in there are so good. I remember like one of the scenes where <laughs> where Samantha's talking about uh, how she's dating a guy with the funkiest tasting spunk. And then they're like, why do they think girls are gonna like it? And then they're like, well, maybe if you know, maybe if men came beer or whatever, like they would drink it and stuff like that. And it's like, those are really funny conversations. And also they did talk about sex back then. So I don't know why they're making out Carrie. It's probably with the age boomer thing. They're making her out to be such a prude. And it's like, you had a sex column. I just thought it was so weird. And then her asking Big if he masturbates, how could you not ask that to someone that you've been married to and having sex with for like 30 years now? It's It's ridiculous to me. So I think Carrie could be a great podcaster, but maybe they're just kind of talking about this generational idea where like, you know, even my parents will listen to my podcast and say, Shannon, you're dropping too many F-bombs. But people in our generation are happy to talk about like their hemorrhoids or their hookups on the internet. So I think that Carrie could get into it because she is funny. It's just a shame that she's like self-censoring herself. This is someone who in the 90s, wrote a, a column about how a politician wanted her to pee on him, right? Like thinking about yeah. the politician, yes, yeah. Or um, like having anal sex or threesomes or, I mean, I feel like there wasn't a single topic because I've rewatched Sex in the City now and I've gone, okay, if they were still making the show, what new sexual like taboo or fetish is out there that people are engaging to that they haven't talked about? And I'm like, they actually cover everything. Like there's no new thing. They're talking about vibrators, group sex. It's like they did such a good job of covering everything openly on the show. And once again, I'm like, maybe that's why Samantha is missing because the show is Sex in the City and like nothing sexy has happened in the past two episodes. That no. episode of Big pleasuring himself, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I would rather watch a scene with Miranda and her professor again, even though that was just as bad. It was just like, it was horrible. It was horrible. It was bad. I, but here's the thing. 
I'm going to fucking keep watching. Like, oh. it's so bad. <laughs> the <laughs> the next episode. episode is on tonight, I think. And you yes. better believe I'm, like, going to be on the couch. Also, I think they did do a good job of setting up Carrie to be single. So now we can see what it's like, you know, dating in your 50s or whatever. So I'm glad that that's going to happen. I just think, like, my God, did they bungle the first two episodes. Well, here's... I'll be watching. You'll be watching. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to... Stay in touch about how we feel about how the next two episodes go yes, down. definitely. Shannon, where can folks follow all the hilarious, insightful, eyebrow-raising work that you are up to? You're so sweet. I'm, I'm fluently forward on everything, just as one word. Got a story about an interesting thing in tech or just want to say hi? You can reach us at hello at tangodi.com. You can also find transcripts for today's episode at tangodi.com. There Are No Girls on the Internet was created by me, Bridget Todd. It's a production of iHeartRadio and Unboss Creative. Jonathan Strickland is our executive producer. Tari Harrison is our producer and sound engineer. Michael Amato is our contributing producer. I'm your host, Bridget Todd. If you want to help us grow, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey ladies, it's Bridget Todd here. As women, we put our hearts into everything. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month, and it's time to focus on our heart health. Release the Pressure wants to help Black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. During High Blood Pressure Education Month, let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. That's iHeartRadio.com slash RTP. Hi, it's Bridget Todd, host of There Are No Girls on the Internet. Listen, technology has made our lives easier in some ways, but it's also made us homebodies, scrolling mindlessly. Well, you get the point. Let Rails to Trails Conservancy unstick you from home. When you get out on a trail and get to walking, you'll feel so good. Trust me you'll see that being out on the trail is so much more than a day outside. It's good for your soul. Get ideas for getting outside on the trail from Rails to Trails Conservancy, the nation's largest trails, walking, and biking advocacy organization. Visit railstotrails.org slash iHeart and on social media at Rails to Trails. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop.